to episode 59 of All In With Kevin. I am your host, Kevin Lewis. In today's episode, I'm going to give my thoughts and hopes, I guess, of the 2021 Jets and a few other assorted thoughts about the rest of the NFL. So, um, to be honest, full disclosure, I, I have cared less about the Jets this training camp than any other training camp that I could really remember. Um, is that a concerted effort to not care? No, it just kind of happened this way. I I just don't care. Like, I don't know why I don't have a particular, I mean, granted, I've cared less about training camp stuff the more time has gone along because, you know, let's face it, the training camp stuff really doesn't mean shit. Like, the part that means, I mean, well, most of it doesn't. So, occasionally, like, you'll get the breakout star in training camp who actually turns out to be a breakout in real football, right? So, um, I wouldn't say it's completely meaningless, but most of it just doesn't mean shit. Like, oh, these guys look great in training. Like, all right, you can't touch the quarterback in his practice. Like, it, most of the stuff just doesn't mean shit. Now... As as a guy who is a an extreme fantasy football um, enthusiast, some of the stuff you can learn from training camp and preseason has more to do with, you know, how coaches are going to use these players, when they're going to use these players, how much they're going to use these players, and so on and so forth. Like how good or bad people, how good or bad players are really just like there there have been too many cases of guys having breakout training camps and doing nothing, and too many cases of guys having eh training camps and being great like it, practice is what it is it's practice like we don't know how differently guys take it and it's practice so like maybe once the game once the game lights go on they're different players and yada yada yada, yada. whatever so i i just i haven't cared and, and the jets just drafted a quarterback number two overall who looks quite promising actually and and it's still not enough for, for me to care so it, it's kind of it's kind of like I, I'm looking forward to, to to game one starting, but to still be honest, like when it comes to the 2021 Jets, I just don't care that much about the team as a whole. I don't really, and, and part of it is I don't expect them to do anything. Like the Jets won two games last year and they added a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, Corey Davis and Carl Lawson, who who fucked up his Achilles. Get well soon, Carl. But um. I don't expect them to turn around and be a 10-win team this year. Like I think they're going to be probably bad but competitive bad, hopefully, anyway. like It's not going to be, oh, you go down 14-3 and it's a wrap and everybody knows it's a wrap, kind of bad. Like I don't think it's going to be that kind of bad. But I think the Jets are going to win like five or six games. So what I'm here for is Zach Wilson at, at, and Elijah Moore in particular because – you have all-time great receivers acting like this guy is Superman in cleats. So I, w- I would like to see it. Word to Monique. I would like to see it. So, <laughs> like, um, as far the, I just don't care that much about, you know, the Jets winning or the Jets losing. Like, if they want to win a lot of games, great. If they want to lose a lot of games, obviously the context around how, how many games they lose and, how, and why they lose or whatever matters. Like, if Zach Wilson's going to prosper anyway... And you might have have a, a few tough heartbreak losses. 
fine. Then you you deal with the five and twelve or the four and thirteen or six and eleven or whatever. But I I just would like to see Zach throw the damn ball and throw it well and throw it often enough. I'm not saying they should go out here and be the 2020 Buffalo Bills. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I would like it if they were in the top half of the league in pass attempts. Even if it's 14th or 15th, I'll take that. Like, I don't need to watch the Jets try to recreate the 2009 Jets. I have no interest in that. None. You motherfuckers! What the fuck is this? You motherfuckers! Can I help you, sir? Yes, what is this? Huh? This is whack! I can't get jiggy with this shit! Like, no, no, no offense meant to Ty Johnson, no offense meant to Tevin Coleman or whatever whatever is left of Tevin Coleman at this point. I feel like he's 48 years old. Or Michael Carter. Like, no offense to any of those dudes. Like, I'm, they, they seem to be solid running backs. Good for them. And, and no offense to our, our, our um, offensive lineman when it comes to the run blocking side of things. No offense to anybody involved. I am just not trying to watch the Jets run the ball 40 times a week. I, I don't care to. I'd rather they don't. Look, I know, I have a pretty good idea what's about to happen. Like, the the Jets have a, a first year defensive coach and a first year rookie quarterback. Like, I know they're going to be run heavy. I I'm, I already don't like it. Okay, if they want to again, if they want to win, <clears throat> then obviously my opinion changes a little bit. If they if they somehow shock the world and make the playoffs, then fine, run as many times as you want. Well, within reason, obviously. Like because I, because I, I still don't think that running the ball is what what's helping people win games. Obviously, the context matters. But I don't think running the ball you're you're winning the because you're running the ball. I think more likely it's the other way around. You're running because you're winning. But I am here for for Zach Wilson pass attempts. I am here for Corey Davis. I am here for Elijah Moore. I I guess James Crowder. Um I think he's about to get his job taken from him, but whatever, Jameson Crowder. I, I'm here to watch those gentlemen work. I'm here to watch Mikai Becton derail pass rushers every week. Like I'm I'm here for creative play calling. I'm here for that type of stuff. Like I'm I'm not really here to watch the Jets run forty times a week. I, I understand what's about to happen and I'm not gonna sit here and bitch about it. And and I'm not gonna sit here and bitch if they want to throw the ball, you know, twenty six times a week one. Even though I think the Carolina Panthers defense is right for the picking, and I personally think they should be out there throwing it, but I'm not going to sit here and bitch and moan if they want to take the quarterback slowly. It just depends on how slowly we're talking about. Like if we're talking about 18 pass attempts a game, keep it. I want no parts of it. Because I mean, look, the older I get as a Jets fan, and, and the more my fandom or level of fandom kind of, not kind of, it's changed. My my level of fandom and how I compose and how I comport myself as a fan changes, I, I ask for a lot less. If your process makes sense, I can deal with most of whatever the results are. Like, that's what made the Mike McCagnan era so frustrating, or error, really, so frustrating, is that none of his process made any fucking sense. None of it made any sense. Like, he was taking either bad prospects or good prospects that played unimportant positions, and then and then doubling down and giving and, and giving a ton of money to guys who don't play who don't play premium positions. It was just all bad. Like the Jets losing is one thing. The the Jets doing stupid shit consistently over and over and over and over and over again is another. Again, the the Jets go six and eleven this year and Zach Wilson plays reasonably well, you're not gonna see me bitching and moaning about the Jets like that. Because for the most part, Joe Douglas seems to have a, a firm grasp on what he's doing. He seems to know. He seems to have an idea of what is important in the NFL, what is less important in the NFL, and what to prioritize. 
I mean, the guy's taken offensive linemen in the first round in each of the last two years. The Jets haven't done that since, like, 2009, 10? Like, it's been a while. Like, the Jets haven't prioritized offensive line for, like, a decade. Joe Douglas came in. His first two first-round picks are, you guessed it, offensive linemen. Well, okay, sorry. Zach Wilson was in there, too. So two of his first three first-round picks are offensive linemen, and then the other one was a quarterback. So it's, it's almost like Joe Douglas wants the Jets to be out there and score some damn points instead of trying to win every game 14-10 to 10, like the Jets have been doing for 20 years. So it's just, uh, like, people who know me and you might read my tweets or whatever and, and you think, like, I'm asking for the world. I'm really not, bro. Like, if you do shit that makes sense at the time that you do it, I'm not going to really sit here and kill you if it doesn't work. Like, granted, the trade for for Sam Darnold was was kind of wild given what the quarterback crop looked like at that time. But if you felt like... It, it, and the thing is, like, you, you were trading up to three. It wasn't even like you were trading up to one where it's like, okay, you identify that you want X and you're going to go get X at whatever cost. Like, he traded up to three. But even still... I don't mind that trade, so I'm not going to sit here and kill him because Sam Darnold didn't work out. Now, I'm going to kill him because he ain't put shit around Sam. Like, that's the problem. And that's part of the reason why making that trade was risky to begin with, also with the fact that Mike McCagney is an incompetent dodo bird. So, you combine those two things and you get what you get from Sam's career. Now, some of it is on him, too. Like, I think Sam's problem um, lies between the ears. But, I mean, I'm not sure how much you expect him to do behind a a bad offensive line with bad weapons and a bad coach. Like I'm just not he he ain't that guy like a generational talent maybe you could get all, get away with it, but Darnold's not that guy. So I'm not sure exactly what you expected, but again, Mike McCagney doing Mike McCagney things. Look, it, the the results could be what they what they are. Um, it, it's unrealistic to ask a a, ton, a shit ton out of the Jets at this point, and it's also unfair generally. And I know we all do this. Hell, I'm guilty of it too. It's not necessarily fair to bring, like, past baggage of fandom into the current. Like, okay, my heart was broken in 2015. Well, not really, because A, I expected Ryan Fitzpatrick to do what the fuck Ryan Fitzpatrick always does. And B, there was a small, small part of me that was like, I told you so. So, whatever. But that's a bad example. Either way, 2010, like, my heart was broken when the Jets decided to not show up in the first half of the AFC Championship game. That doesn't have shit to do with now. Like, granted, the ownership hasn't changed. Like, that's a problem because the, the owners are, f- they're not very bright. Um, and they listen to f- they listen to fans too much and they do stupid shit like trade for Tim Tebow, for example. So the owners are still there and that is a problem. But uh, what, what that 2010 team did has nothing to do with now. How they developed Mark Sanchez has nothing to do with what they're doing now. How they developed Geno Smith has nothing to do with what they're doing now. How they developed Sam Darnold has nothing to do with what they're doing now. These coaches, these coaches weren't here. These players, for the most part, weren't here. Um, they have a brand new quarterback. Um, like, leave the past in the past. And again, I, I realize I I don't do this. I do this as well sometimes, right? But leave the past in the past. It has nothing. To do, it has nothing to do with what's going on now. Like, um, I I was talking with Jude. Um, co-host of the middle initial podcast which i am also on and he he always like when people bring up zach wilson's realistic expectations or ceiling or whatever what he could do statistically he's always bringing up well 
you know, Geno Smith did X and Sam Darnold did Y and the Jets franchise. Like, bro, I don't give a fuck what the Jets franchise did as far as their previous quarterbacks. That has nothing to do with anything. Like, granted, Patrick Mahomes might be the greatest quarterback of all time when it's all said and done, but it wasn't like the Chiefs quarterbacks were lighting up the place before he got there. Like, they had, like, what, Elvis Gerbach was, like, their best quarterback in franchise. Well, oh, Trent Green, sorry. Trent Green was probably their best quarterback in franchise history ever, like, before Mahomes got there. And I, and I realized Montana played for them at the tail end of his career. I'm not qualified enough to talk about Montana's Chiefs-era years, and I really don't care to look it up. So, whatever. Trent Green played longer, and he was actually pretty good. So, Trent Green was, like, the best quarterback in their franchise history. Why, why? If you're bringing up Mahomes and you're talking about expectations or you're talking about what you think he could do, what the fuck does Trent Green have to do with that conversation? What does Elvis Gerback have to do with that conversation? What does Brody Croyle have to do with that conversation? It has nothing to do with it. The guy, Andy Reid wasn't coaching those dudes. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and company weren't on those teams. This wasn't the same NFL. Like, that has nothing to do with anything at hand. So, erase the past as best as you can. Look at the team for what it is now and going forward. It's not to say that you can't, like, Joe Douglas has done, has done something that you could criticize. Like, the Robbie Anderson trade is probably number one on the list. I mean, I mean, non-trade, rather. He didn't trade him, and then he didn't. He basically didn't try to re-sign him. I ne- I'll never understand why he did that. Like, that I don't understand. And, and it's not even so much bringing Robbie back. I don't care that you didn't bring him back, even though I think he's good. I care that you didn't trade him, and then you didn't make an effort to bring him back. You should have traded him. Trade him then at the deadline. Like, that should have been what it is. But the Jamal Adams trade is more than made up for that gaffe. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, leave the past in the past. Leave it where it is. As far as me, as far as... I, I just want to be entertained at bare minimum. Like, the GM see, the GM doing sensible shit part seems to be a check for, for now. Like, uh, he'd have to turn into a complete bona fide bozo for that to be... To, for that to change but for now he seems like he has a, a good idea of what the fuck he's doing and he seemed like he prioritizes offense that's great that's nice and just be entertaining like nobody wants boring like the Jets for the most part of the last decade have been bad and boring at, at least, and, and honestly quite frankly for, for the most part of my life they've been kind of boring because they've always been trying to win games 17-14 like there's a reason that Jets fans love Santana Moss like A he was good and B he was fun we don't have enough of those guys on the offensive side of the ball like we haven't like Lavernius Coles was fun too because he was tough as nails but it wasn't exactly fun watching Chad Payton lead him to death every week like they didn't use him in a fun way really like Brandon Marshall was hella fun in 2015 Eric Decker too Watching those dudes bail out Ryan Fitzpatrick's goofy ass all year was fun. It was. All I'm asking, be entertaining. That's it. Like, it shouldn't be, like, pick a struggle. You can't be bad or boring. If the Jets are bad and reasonably fun, I could deal with that. I don't expect the Jets to do anything this year. So just be interesting. Be entertaining. Play an entertaining brand of football. Throw the ball down the field some. Take some shots. Like, let, 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 let's not do the check down on third and eight thing all the time. Like, be interesting. Zach, Zach Wilson seems like he's pretty interesting as a quarterback. He seems like he's pretty fun. Like, he takes some chances. He plays a pretty fun brand of football. I'm looking forward to seeing that on a week-in and week-out basis. Hopefully, it holds up. As far as predictions, I mean, I've said it all over this podcast already. If you listen at all, I don't think the Jets are going to be very good. 
And quite, and I mean, notice this whole time I haven't even talked about their defense because, bro, I don't give a fuck about their defense. Like, they have no corners, none, and they lost their best pass rusher. I don't expect their defense to be good. If it's good, great, cool, that works. Um, Robert Sala would deserve a hell of a pat on the back for that, right? But I just, whatever the defense does, they do. I, I just. I don't care that much about them. Sorry. I just don't. I'm not here to watch them. I'm here to watch Zach Wilson. I'm here to watch Elijah Moore. I'm here to watch Corey Davis. I'm here to watch those dudes. The defense is going to do what the defense does. And I'm assuming that in come off season that Joe Douglas is going to address the defense more aggressively. So whatever the defense does, they do. All right, cool. Moving on. Um, yeah, ultimately, I'm here for Zach Wilson. And that leads me to talk about award predictions and division predictions. As far as award predictions, I'm going to predict that Zach Wilson wins rookie of the year. Um, I think he has a narrative working in his favor. And I think the Jets offense is going to be a little bit better than people think. So I think he's, he's going to win it. Other, other, no, and this is more from a gambling perspective, this following observation, but um, Najee Harris, I feel like, I think he has like the six best odds, something like that. He has pretty favorable odds as far as, um, as far as uh, the gambling odds go. So I, I would put some coin on him if I were you. Um, also, Justin Fields has some good odds now. Who knows how long the Bears are going to be stupid and waste time with Andy Dalton. I don't know. You don't know. Only, they, only they're only stupid ass. I don't even think they know, quite frankly. But whatever. Either way, he has favorable odds too. I'd put, I'd put some coin on him. But I think Zach Wilson is going to win Rookie of the Year. Now, MVP, I expect that to be Patrick Mahomes. I know that's a boring pick, blah, blah, blah. Dot, dot, dot. Um, look, I think they're going to be mad as hell coming off of last year. They fixed their offensive line. The offensive line is probably better than it was last year at, at peak. So I would I, – I think he's going to win MVP. Um, if, if you ask me to pick an under-the-radar kind of pick, like Matthew Stafford would probably, probably be it. Not because I think he's great or on that level or anything like that, but I think – People have been overrating that dude for so long, and now that he's out of Detroit, and now he, if they win enough, and he throws for enough yards, he's going to become the likable victim. Like, he was just a victim of everything that happened in Detroit, even though somehow he had nothing to do with it, despite being the quarterback for a decade. So, I think narrative works in his favor in particular, um, especially if he finishes the year strong and Mahomes like takes a week off or takes two weeks off or whatever, whatever. Like last year when Mahomes took a week off and Rogers won the MVP. So, I I, I think Stafford's probably a dark horse for that award. Um, Coach of the year, that's a good one. I, I'll I'll take um, Brandon Staley, Brandon Staley of the Los Angeles Chargers. I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, if they make a significant improvement, I could see him winning the coach of the year. Um, as far as the divisions, um, the NFC West, I have the Rams winning that. The NFC North, I have the Packers winning. The NFC South, I have the, I have the Buccaneers. The NFC East, I have the Cowboys. And for the, for the, and for the wild cards, I have the Saints, the 49ers, and... Um, hmm. I'll say the Vikings, and then for the AFC, the Chiefs to win the West, the um the Ravens to win the North, and um the Titans to win the South, and the Bills to win the East, and the Wild Cards. I'll take 
the the wild cards. I'll take the Chargers. I'll take I'll, I'll take the Ravens, and I'll take the Steelers. Um, the Super Bowl. I'll, I'll go with Chiefs Buccaneers. I know boring, but I think that's what ends up being. And I think the Chiefs win it. Win it instead of getting steamrolled like they did last season. All right. So before I get out of here, I'd like to implore you to listen to the Middle Initial Podcast, also on the Ascension Podcast Network. Features me, um, Drew Jackson, and Andrew L. Case as we talk about current sports topics and. Listen to the podcast No One Asked For featuring Kyle, Paulie, and Jordan, and they they discuss current pop culture and sports topics. Well, happy week one. We are here. By the time you listen to this podcast, it won't be week one anymore. So I guess I shouldn't have said that, but <laughs> um, I hope you enjoy. The, I hope you enjoyed the week one then, and I will see you when I see you. My first impulse was to run up on you and do a ramble. We're about to jam you and flat blast both of you. But I ain't want to mess up this $3,700 Lynx coat. So instead, I chill.